Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast uh, where we enter your, interview your favorite actors from film, television, movies, music, entertainment, and more. Pretty much wherever pop culture hangs out, we will be there. And today we are talking with the amazingly talented Katie Rich, her most current project, Chicago, Chicago Party Ants, premiered on Netflix about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And she plays the hilarious uh, Zuzana on the show. But she's also been a part of a million other projects. And we're going to get into all of that. She spent some time working at SNL as a writer. We're going to have a fun chat. Katie, welcome into the show. It's great to have you. Thank you so much, Brett. This is so cool. Yes. Well, I'm excited to talk. Let's dig in with Chicago Party Ant. This show, this animated series, has been met with amazing success and reviews it has a phenomenal cast, including yourself. And it's a lot of fun. And it's family friendly, too, to a point. There's a lot of Is it? fun. <laughs> well, depending upon the age of the child. So a seven-year-old, maybe not so It depends so much. what kind of family you got, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Let's talk about this yes, and your involvement yes, and yes. sort of how you became a part of the project and, and what people can expect if they haven't had the chance to to watch it yet sure um so i'm one of the co-creators and one of the um uh co-executive producers of the of the show as well and basically what happened is one of my what one of my friends that i knew from second city and from chicago for years and years he kind of got bored and started this twitter account of that was basically like this middle-aged woman from chicago it kind of caught on a little bit it mostly like in chicago with Chicago people, as we love, no one loves anything more than people from Chicago love Chicago. And, uh, and then Richie Schwartz, who is this, he's also an amazing, um, he's a executive producer at, uh, on our show, and also at a company called Olive Branch. He was like, I think this could be like an animated show. So um, he put together a bunch of people, including myself, um, Ike Barinholtz, his writing partner, Dave Stassen, and John Barinholtz, who is also Ike's brother, um, but he's more than just Ike's brother. And uh, we pitched it, and Netflix bought it, and three years later, here we are. Animation takes a very long time. It does. Three years is a long time from inception to actually getting it. And I think that's a misconception or maybe something that people don't quite understand. Although, you know, we see it now and go, this is great. We want 20 more episodes. It takes a long time to really get it moving, especially once you're completed on a project. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go stream or go to a network right away. Like it takes a little bit of time. I mean, you might have people interested, but to get it shopped and bought, and on to the screens that we see is quite a process. So it has to feel amazing really to have this completed and for people to be able to enjoy it, especially when it's a labor of love like this and you've been working on it for over three years. Yeah. I mean, you really nailed it. It, it does feel just 
it feels great to have it out there. And it's also one of those things too, that in, in this industry, a lot of times when you're working on something until it's announced, you can't really talk about it. So there, I couldn't really talk about what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like, obviously like my family knew, but when people are like, Hey, what are you up to? It was like, I have a thing. And then you sound like a jerk. Who's like, I think I'm so important. I can't talk about what I'm doing. Um, but, but yeah, it just, it was so crazy to go from SNL where you write something and it's on TV sometimes in like seconds. And then, you know, to this where it, it took, it took three years. And I think there is a misconception with animation too, that because there are shows now, um, I mean, South Park obviously perfected that form of that quick animation coming out. And um, our cartoon president was doing it. You know, Colbert has these, these shows where the, the animation is quicker. Um, it's not always like that. That's a very specific type of, of project. So I was just so amazed and blown away by all the people involved in a process like that. They're just so incredibly talented. And, uh, and yeah, now it's out there. It is. And it is a lot of fun. And I was half joking about family friendly. Be careful with some of your children. My kid sees things that have animated pictures on them with Netflix and he wants to watch it instantly. He's seven. Um, I had to oh. pull the plug with shows like Rick and Morty just because of right. some of the content um you know even middlemost post which was great you know there's just some things i have to be careful of because he's very smart but it's a great show it's a lot of fun it has you know the baron holtz lauren ash just a lot of people involved in this project and yeah shows like the simpsons even who have perfected this instant thing a lot of it takes a lot of time you know especially depending on the kind of animation but you've done a lot of writing and a lot of producing in your career uh, you've been a part of some great projects, but you talked about Saturday Night Live, so I'd like to talk about that a little bit because sure. I hear essentially, you know, people have either really good experiences or it's like the most stressful time of their life. But you mentioned that you had a great time working on this show as a writer. Again, sometimes content coming out almost instantly how did you get that job as a writer? Like I hear it can be a, quite an arduous process or for some people, depending on your involvement, like say second city or whatever, the right. process can maybe be a little bit quicker to get in the door to write. Cause even though you are a writer on the show, that doesn't necessarily mean it's still very competitive, right? I'm assuming a lot here. <laughs> Let me say one thing. When you say that people um, have a good experience or it's sometimes like the most like horrific time in their life I think both things could be true okay. um you know it's 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 you know what I mean like it's definitely um it's definitely tough but um but I I really had I I, I was never more frustrated and terrified but also like thrilled and excited you know so so it can really be both things and um, the way that I ended up there was I, so I had, a second, you know, SNL, they come to Second City and, and all the, you know, the theaters in Chicago every year, really. And so I had gone out to New York and auditioned there. I want to say the first time was in like 2007, which is kind okay. of embarrassing. Um, and then I had gone again. Um, and so, so they knew me. I, it, uh, it wasn't just like a cold thing. They they knew who I was, and um, and Cecily Strong, who w w is a a wonderful friend of mine, who I had known. Um, we worked in the box office together at at I O actually, 
um, when she was hired, when she got put on Weekend Update, um, I think she was very much like Katie and I have a similar sensibility. We have a similar point of view. Um, I think it would be great if she was on the team as well. And so she kind of had that extra little push um, to then get me to to go on the show as a writer. Wow, what an experience. So let's talk about that a little bit more in detail. So you're on this show. Are you assigned to a just a writer's room and your job is to write and then pitch to the staff and to the cast, to the guest host? How does it work specifically as a writer or how did it work specifically for you? Well, for my experience, I was... Um, as the years have gone on at SNL, Weekend Update has sort of become its own show within a show. Yes. Um, and so I was actually mostly, if not almost exclusively, writing for that segment of the show. Okay. Um, so my experience and my week looked very different from someone who was there to do predominantly sketches. Okay. Um, and what I mean by that is we were not as impacted by the host. We were not as impacted, you, you know, things like that. Obviously, what we were impacted by more than the the bigger show itself was the news. And okay. so my, the, the job changed quite quickly from when I had gotten there in 2013, where our week was pretty, you know, we would come in every day and we would write jokes every day. And basically by Friday we knew what the segment was going to look like. And so we could go to sleep, get up on Saturday. And if something catastrophic happened on Saturday, that would be different. But for the most part, the show, our, our part of the show was done by Friday. Then Donald Trump, who I think you've heard of, happened and changed a little bit, news yeah. altogether. <laughs> Just like a smidge. And actually the first time it became clear that this was going to be a very different experience was when the access hollywood tape came out and if you remember that came out on a friday night so it literally came out while we were like finishing up like i think we were ready to have a drink actually we were like done and we were gonna have and the cubs were in the playoffs and um so i was like gonna watch the game and have a cocktail and then that happened and we all looked at each other and we were like we have to start from scratch um and the same was true for the writers of the cold open and you know anything like we all just had to start from scratch and so that was not an isolated incident. And so the job changed to where at the beginning of the week, what you wrote during the beginning of the week was almost completely obsolete by the time you got to the show. And so in my later years there, we Friday and Saturday were really the days that we ended up doing the bulk of our writing um, because we just didn't know what was going to still be relevant at the time. That's how it changed for me. For sketch writers, it's a little different because they have their long writing night on Tuesday where they're pitching things to the cast and to the host, and then they have a read-through on Wednesday. So their portion of the show is is pretty much decided by Thursday. Wow, so fascinating how all of this works. And, I mean, you've just had an amazing career just going back and looking at all the things that you've been a part of and you're writing and you're producing. It's just spectacular. Just I'm looking at some of these projects. So looking back at all of this that you've done, was there a moment for you, Katie, where you knew like, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Like this is going to be it for me. I love it. And I don't want to do anything else. 
I don't know. It, that's interesting because I, I do, I do a lot of things, right? Like I write and then I perform and then I, you know what I mean? So there's, there's, I, I love doing all of it. Um, but I think if I look back, I think I'll answer this question this way. I think what I look back on to be like, no one can ever say I, I don't have like a, a cool career was yeah. when Cecily hosted uh, the correspondence dinner. RIP, we don't have it anymore, thanks. Um, <clears throat> and so we got to like meet Obama and like meet Michelle and like be in this insane world and write jokes for Obama. And I think that that was when I really got, I, I, I that felt so surreal that I was like, wow, you can't really take that away from me, can you? That I got to do this. <laughs> um, and so I have to say that I think it's been these weird experiences that you would never, like when you're a kid, you think like, it's very easy to be like, I could grow up and write on a TV show or I could grow up and act on a movie. But it's these weird experiences that you could never have anticipated, like writing a joke for the president that you then hear him say, um, that I think are, are what really keep me going. Yeah. Just the, that, that's really what it is. It does. I totally get it. And I think it's extremely fascinating what you do and really anybody in the entertainment industry as a whole, whether you're on screen or you're off screen or you're writing or you're producing, I just think it's fascinating. And I, that's partly why I do a podcast because I get to talk to amazing people like yourself. And of course, Chicago Party Ant, which is now streaming on Netflix. Be sure to check it out. It's a lot of fun. She was heavily involved in this. She played Jazana, but also co-produced, wrote. Anything else that you can think of that she might have done on the show, I'm sure. Uh, it's just a pure labor of love. And it's a lot of fun. And, of course, just her time on SNL as well. Um, last question. Is there any advice that you have ever been given or have given to somebody that has sustained you through this career, this very cool career, uh, this very different job that you have, Katie? I think that my career started really taking off when I realized that I couldn't do anything worth doing by myself. I think it really started taking off when I realized that there are so many people that are involved in any type of project like this and entertainment and it is a group effort it is not about you and so i think that that is the, the the best advice that i ever got was like find find your tribe and and always always be kind to them um because that's really what makes this this worthwhile we're not novel writers we're not solitary beings we're we're collaborative people. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, I think the best advice I ever got. I love it. And thank you to everybody who pressed play today and has been a part of this conversation. We really appreciate it. Um, be sure to head over to Apple podcast and subscribe, give us a kind rating and review. It really does help and allows us to have amazing conversations with amazing people like Katie Rich. Katie, thanks for joining me today. Thanks I appreciate so much, it. Thanks so much, Brett. I really appreciate it. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. 
If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.